You've chosen America's number one. Number one. Number one. one. Outdoor radio show. Well, welcome to America, amigo. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, where we bring you the outdoors so you can get outdoors. It's outdoor radio at its finest that highlights local and national outdoor news in the field perspectives and current gear reviews that are 100% free of charge. Brought to you by Whitetails Extreme, the makers of Rack Addict. Ignite improved nutrition and results 365 with Rack Addict. Log on to whitetails-extreme.com to learn more about Rack Addict. Now, without further ado, let's start the revolution with Jim and Trav. Well, we are back, as always. Good time. The show is on. Uh, we're doing things kind of differently today, and we're waiting on a phone call right now. Yeah, from old uh, country music newcomer Josh, Josh Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Every morning I get up before that rooster crows. That is beer on the table from Josh Thompson. Great song right there. There's never beer on the table with you around. If there is beer on the table, it is empty. Yeah, they call you lips for a reason. I will suck beer off the table. <laughs> I've seen that, you do it. That is wasteful. If you let beer spill, uh-huh. that's a no-no in my house. There are drunks in Los Angeles that uh, would cry if they saw that. You're talking about my friends. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> my liver hates me. Uh, right. Only anyways. on weekends, though. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Josh is now phoning us at 785-846-7647. Uh, uh, how's it going, bud? What's that? How is it going? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Nah, not too bad. Not too bad. Man, I didn't realize... Uh, all the songs you have, I like. <laughs> I've been listening to you for a while. I just never knew that was you. <laughs> well, that's a good problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty yeah, good I problem. Like, yeah. I like old what's-his-name. Yeah, it's good to know I like your music instead of hate it. <laughs> this could be an awkward well, conversation. good to know before we conduct this interview. <laughs> yeah, it could be kind of awkward. But, uh, hey, Josh, uh, dude, could you hang out online for uh, just a second, man? Sounds good to me, man. Perfect. Alrighty. Hey, all right, so obviously in today's Ram Power Block. Powered by Ram at RamTrucks.com. Hey, we're going to talk with country music's hottest new sensation, old Josh Thompson. Woo-hoo! Yeah, and then we're going to take an in-depth look at the reintroduction of wolves and how it's affecting other species of wildlife. And so we'll also hear from Ryan Benson of Big Game Forever, Rocky Mountain Up Foundation President and CEO David Allen, Joe Morier, who's the uh, director of the Montana Game, Wildlife, and Fish Department, and old Mike Ritchie. He's a guide up out of San in Idaho with Richie Outfitters. Yeah, and once again, our phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. And since I didn't say this before, Josh, I feel so bad. Uh, welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, thanks. It's good to be a part of the show, man. Yeah, now, uh, I've actually noticed a couple reoccurring themes in your music. Been listening to your music for a couple years now. Uh, but the main one is you like beer, you know? <laughs> I mean, beer themes. See, there's a couple themes that, you know, are... <laughs> are kind of the backbone of country music and, and will always be. And that's, you know, of course, love and broken heart, uh, but hard work and, and beer and, uh, <laughs> you know, outdoors. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I You know, I really like the song Blame It on Waylon because <laughs> I always wanted oh. to have a Waylon to blame something on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never could take the blame for anything, so uh, <laughs> I always kind of try to put it off somewhere else. So, uh, you know, Waylon was a... A big reason that I ever picked up a guitar in the first place. So uh, that's kind of what that song is all about. Now, how long have you been in the music business for? Because before this, you were in construction. Uh, you did concrete work, uh, correct? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I've been doing concrete work basically my, my whole life. Oh, the really? Last time I, I did it was November of '08 when when music took over. But uh, I've been in Nashville for about seven years. Serious? Wow! wow. Holy cow! And of course, uh, you've uh, you've been on uh, a lot of people's uh, dais as far as uh, uh, playing with them throughout the the years. The last seven years. Uh, yeah, I mean a lot of guys. You know, Air Church, Brad Paisley, uh, Hank Jr. I played a lot of shows with. So. Uh, you know, I never would have thought that uh, I'd be opening up shows for, you know, one of my idols and, and certainly a, a country music icon. Yeah, I've never heard of any of those guys. They're, yeah. not, they're not that popular right now, especially, the yeah, this Eric Church getting, guy. Man. I mean, they're going to be, uh, I really feel like they're going to make a break through. <laughs> yeah, soon they'll be opening up for you. But, uh, you know, I, you know, on today's show, we're talking about wolves, how they've been reintroduced all across the country, Josh. And I mean, th- this is kind of, it's kind of becoming a growing epidemic, you know, everything needs to be managed. And you're a big outdoorsman. Actually, you spent, you, you did a wilderness course where you spent nine months in the backwoods Are you of crazy? Wisconsin. You had to build your own hut, forage for your own food. I mean, you are a true outdoorsman. 
I do. I love the outdoors, man. And and it's always been, you know, I grew up hunting and fishing. Uh, my grandpa grew up, but, uh, you know, lived off the land in uh, on a farm in, in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. And his family lived there through the Depression. And oh, wow. you know, growing up, we would go up there and, you know, he'd teach me, uh, you know, how to snare rabbits and, you know, just a, a whole host of, you know, different survival, you know, techniques. And uh, I always wanted to take it to an extreme. And uh, <laughs> when I graduated uh, college with a, uh, a degree in natural resources, I wanted to uh, learn primitive survival skills oh, yeah. and, and live off the land. So I found a course in the Nicolay National Forest in Upper Wisconsin uh, that was taught by an Ojibwa elder. And they took like 10 to 15 students a year and uh wow they split you up into two camps and basically just like you said i mean you start fire with with you know sticks and <laughs> and you uh build your own huts and they teach you you know edible plants medicinal plants what'll kill you trapping you know primitive all that stuff so that's what i did for nine months that is amazing though to have the fortitude and just the mental um capability to be out there and to do that. You remember for that nine guy from months. England we had on? He was only in the wilderness in Canada for like three days or three something. Three days, and, and he crying like a, baby. like a little girl. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's really cool, man. You know, to be able to experience that because I mean, I've been in the outdoors a lot. I have never done anything remotely close. He doesn't even know no Ojibwe. No, I, I, I think a bick is about as roughing <laughs> as that I got to start a fire. I mean, that's really cool, man. Uh, thanks. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good music out there, Josh, as you know, but you can tell. I mean, I, I hate to say posers, but th- mm. I mean, there's a lot of posers, you know, but when you're listening to your music and I'm not trying to be a big butt kiss, like we're talking about your song way out here. You know, we smoke, we chew, we fry everything <laughs> way out here. I mean, I can relate to that. I mean, that is my lifestyle. That's the way I was brought up. And you can tell when, when someone is singing these songs, whether it's real or not. And when, when you convey a story, it really resonates with your audience. And I, I got to say, dude, I'm a big fan of your music. I absolutely love what you do. And I, I just think it's great what you're doing. Well, I appreciate it, man. That, that means a lot to me. And, uh, you know, that that song is huge live. I mean, from the first line, mm-hmm. you know, the houses are protected by the good Lord and the God. I mean, it's so much <laughs> like the audience is singing louder than I am. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, just, it, uh, it's just one of those, you know, almost seems to be, you know, sort of like an anthem. Now, I, I want to ask you a question, and this is going to kind of put you on the spot. And most people won't You're not answer ask this. You're going to sing like you did Christy Lee Cooker. No, I, well, I could. Uh, <laughs> no. You know, you're you're in the music business. You listen to music all the time. You're always traveling and touring. You got the radio on. What is one song on the radio? I don't really care what genre of music it is. What song right now is on the radio that just drives you insane? Gets way too much airtime. Who would it have to be? Um, probably uh, anything. Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not American. He's Canadian. What do you even he, like those guys? He's everyone's escape goat. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree. That was a very good answer. Okay. <laughs> that that that's not music. Holy cow! We got any new things coming out there, uh, Josh? Uh, yeah. There's uh, you know, we finished the second record, and um, coming around is the first single off of that. So. I don't have an exact timeline as to when new music is coming, but uh, hopefully in the real, real uh, I can't talk, the near future. Yeah, if we want to find you online, uh, Josh, possibly uh, hook up with you on some tour dates, find out more about your brand new releases, uh, where do we have to head to online to do that, buddy? Uh, there's joshthompsonofficial.com. Uh, that will uh, that'll take you to the Facebook, the Twitter, um there's a fan club website called the ChromeBulletCrew.com, and uh, you can go there. Uh, everything's got the tour dates on it. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Josh Thompson. Of course, he's got a new song. Way Out Here is his new release. Actually, it's coming around. But anyways, uh, we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That's H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus N-R-A blog at NRAblog.com. But coming up next, we got Ryan Benson with Big Game Forever. Stick around. It's going to be great. Uh, Mr. Josh, buddy, thank you so much for coming on, buddy, and telling your story. Thanks. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I'm coming around. I'm figuring out a lot of things I thought I knew. I never dreamed I'd be seeing things from this point of view. I'm still a little ways 
check it. We're talking wolves. And no, we've never and will never watch Twilight. Check us out at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. There are some things in life that defy explanation. Sleeping out under a few billion stars on a clear western night, for example. Or the thrill of being in the saddle and running with the herd. Words can't do justice to the scope of those experiences. Such is the case at Ram, where the 1500 is so loaded with performance and personality that any attempt to describe it falls short. You simply have to climb aboard and take it for a run to fully appreciate what it means to ride on top. Guts, glory, Ram. The 390 horsepower Ram 1500 with an available 5.7 liter Hemi V8 that gets up to 20 MPG plus a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. MPG based on highway EPA estimates. See a dealer for a copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram and Hemi are registered trademarks of Chrysler Group, LLC. Be your best in the field with Outgo's portable personal care products. Get clean with smart suds, waterless wash, and quick-dry microfiber towels. Field tested in the military, now at outdoor retailers and on base. See the full line at outgo.us. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And now, here's the boys. In some ways, you can view a wolf kill more as a beginning than an ending because so many animals use it. And we haven't even begun to look at the beetles and the insects that use kills, and even the nutrients that leach out into the soil. All of those things are part of our studies here, and all of the answers that we're getting uh, are interesting, some of them new. Blah, 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 blah. That was crap. <laughs> now, that's what I heard him say, okay? Yeah, that was wolf expert Doug Smith. Interesting point of view there. I think possibly... Um, some illegal substances have uh, leached into his brain. Like beetles. Possibly some beetles. Yeah, and some Paul McCartney. Misinformation. I hate think that. The only thing that could brainwash you that bad is the Beach Boys. Oh, no, hold it. The Beach Boys suck. No, no, no. Losers to this day. If I had a Beach Boys album, I would burn it right now. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking. Speaking of burning things, <laughs> we're talking about wolves on today's revolution. And uh, who's now joining us? Hey, Ryan Benson. He is the founder of Big Game Forever. He graduated from Harvard Law School in 2001. Real blue and, blood. Uh, he's a good guy. He's is a he? real good guy. He's a smart guy. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smartest guy we've had on the show so far. Smartest man I ever met. Uh, Mr. Ryan, how's it going today, buddy? Going great. How are you guys? We're doing really good. Before we get into this real fast, we want you to hand out your web address because this is very important more people need to get online and kind of educate themselves become a member about wolves uh where can we find you guys online we are at biggameforever.org and it's really easy to join just get online sign the petition it's fast it's easy and it's free yeah now real fast you know predators are very crucial to the ecosystem and environment in general um we don't want to eradicate all predators. I mean, that's such a bad thing. You know, there's a lot of guys and gals out there say, man, we need to totally get rid of all predators and stuff. And then you have Especially the other- one with the ankle bracelet. Yeah, those. <laughs> yes. I we waterboard them, do whatever we have to do. Um, we certainly do need to manage these predators, don't we? Especially when it, when we're talking about wolves. Isn't that right, Ryan? That's exactly what this is about. This isn't about an anti-predator campaign. No, this is all about supporting predators by making sure their numbers are kept in balance. Now, uh, what? I think they introduced the gray wolf. They they reintroduced it in Yellowstone back in 1995. Is that correct? That's correct. And they also introduced a handful into uh, central Idaho. So there was uh, two different transplants done, and actually there was a subsequent transplant done in each state the following year. Yeah, well, in that time, and according to what I found on your website, just the Yellowstone herd, now they were introduced in Yellowstone, uh, they started off with 20,000 elk, and now they're down to 6,500. That's more than any redneck bunch could do from Alabama. I mean, that's three quarters of the elk population decimated yeah, by, even, by the... It's even, guys, it's even gotten worse from there. Really? You probably need to update the website. The numbers are now down below 4,100 elk, and that's 40, happened just in the last 18 months. 4,100. Now, um, if people don't know this, know this, their reproductive rate, they're about like feral hogs, and they have the appetite of Pac-Man, okay? <laughs> I mean, wolves, 
They're breeding, eating fools. Okay, they're, they're very prolific. This is what they do. Now, yep, if that's n- why they call them the apex predator. They are amazing <laughs> animals. They're very effective. They work together well in a pack. And when you've got 150 or 120 pound wolf, you know they need a lot of food to survive. That, that is absolutely amazing. Now we're going to step back in time for just a second. Do, 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 I was waiting do, do, for that sound effect. <laughs> I wasn't going to go any farther until Frank you did didn't it. have it, so I had to do it. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, I'm sure you've heard of the organization Friends of Animals. Well, Friends of Animals are um, cuckoo for cocoa puffs and other <laughs> mysterious things. But anyways, Friends of Animals is calling for a boycott of potatoes grown in Idaho. Now they actually there started goes my this. fries with McDonald's. Yeah, they started this back in 2009, and they're still trying to do this. They want us to boycott all potatoes in Idaho. Okay, now I didn't know if uh, any of our listeners knew this because I did not know this, but a one third of all potatoes are grown in Idaho. So, what, what, anyways, the reason they are doing this because you know back in two thousand nine they opened up the the wolf hunting season and uh, Governor uh, Butch Otter he said that he wanted to be one of the people drawn for this or first harvested yeah sure to be able to uh, to go out and harvest a wolf. Well, obviously, this ruffled their tail feathers. That's a nice way of putting it. And so friends of animals, you know, first they don't want us to eat animals. Now they don't want us to eat potatoes. That means vegetables, I guess. What? I mean, this is just ludicrous, Ryan. Well, you know, it's really interesting because in some areas, wolves are eradicating themselves. Yeah. So Yellowstone National Park, everyone agrees that at least 50% of the wolves are gone. Probably more like 60 or 70% of the wolves have have disappeared. They moved to Idaho. There's not enough food to eat. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, it's a little bit more complex than that. Interpax strife. I mean, the number one killer of wolves, unnatural, uh, uh, you know, aside from starvation, is wolves. Really? So the only predator to them is themselves. That's right. You do get an occasional wolf that gets killed by a mountain lion, but uh, that's pretty exceptional. Now, now the thing is, and, and, and I'm really going to be reaching here, is this kind of the overall plan to stop hunting? You know, a lot of hunting units have been closed, and let's look at a statewide statistic, which to me is the scarier thing. The state of Idaho in 1994 harvested 28,000 elk. Wow. In 2009, which is the last data point I could find, they harvested uh, just under 16,000. So you've lost almost half of your elk harvest in a 15-year window. Jeez, oh, Tell me that that's not about... Um, an attempt to end our right to hunt fish. Well, and look at look at the amount of income that was lost to Idaho uh, for people who didn't come there to hunt and who you know buy gas and buy groceries and stay in motels. Think and, of all those people that did not eat potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I think they forgot that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people in America. Uh, eat potatoes. Yeah. You know, you know, I hate to McDonald's, say McDonald's, here we come. Jim is big on these conspiracy theories, and <laughs> I usually don't go along with it, but now that this Ryan guy, he's, <laughs> it might be kind of right. There might be some like truth Ryan. to Jim's weird logic, okay? <laughs> well, here, here's another interesting thing for you, and here's where I think it gets really important. Okay. Right now, there is an attempt to put a wolf population in the southern Rockies. Now, there's a handful of Mexican wolves down on the, the Arizona-New Mexico border, about 50 wolves. Yeah. The plans call for 100 wolves in that area. We just saw a science planning document that was leaked from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and calling to change that number from 100 to over 1,000. Holy cow. Oh, oh, oh. what? And, uh, and now there's a group calling itself Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility that is trying to force that down the throat of western states so utah colorado arizona new mexico texas mm-hmm. guys this is um getting set to repeat itself and if that number is pushed to a thousand wolves we're going to see uh probably more dramatic declines in wildlife than we even saw in the northern rockies the theodore roosevelt conservation partnership should be miffed is what they <laughs> should be right now okay but we actually got to get to an ad break real quick. So one more time, please, Ryan, toss out your web address. Go to biggamforever.org, sign the petition. Uh, it's really fast. It's easy and it's free. That's right. right so- hey, we've been talking with Ryan Benson. He is the head of Big Game Forever. That's right. One more time, that's biggameforever.org. But uh, we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks at ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at himtnjerky.com plus Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. But stick around because coming up after the break, we're going to have David Allen. He is Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation's president and CEO coming up right after this. I heard that actually Wolf tastes a lot like Great Dane. <laughs> but, uh, Mr. Ryan. The Ruger 1022 Takedown. A new take on the legendary Ruger 1022. 
with all of the features and functionality of America's favorite rimfire rifle. The Ruger 1022 takedown easily separates for convenient storage and transportation. Reassembly is simple and returns the rifle to zero, ensuring precision shot after shot. Packed in a backpack-style bag included with the rifle, the Ruger 1022 takedown makes it easy to keep America's favorite rimfire by your side. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Every weekend morning, make NBC Sports Outdoors your destination for the best fishing shows and most respected anglers around. Beginning every Saturday and Sunday morning at 7 on the NBC Sports Network. Nothing makes for an evening of fun like, like The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Are you wearing moccasins today? These are not moccasins, dude. Well, what I guess what they, are they? I guess they kind of are. They, they look like moccasins. <laughs> I look like Sacagawea. <laughs> so we are. Without the baby. <laughs> we are, ba- and I'm not exploring new territories. There you go. Uh, hey, we just heard from old Ryan Benson from uh, Big Game Forever. That's right. Look him up at biggameforever.org. Such a great nonprofit organization there. But right now we're being joined by the president and CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Mr. David Allen. Uh, how's it going, buddy? Going great, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Now, David, I want to read something real fast. Let me get in position here. Uh, all right. This is a little clip pulled off the internet. I think it might have been off you guys' website. Anyways, just how much passion do wolves evoke? That's what we're talking about on uh, today's show. A recent plan to change Montana's wolf hunting regulations drew 6,500 and counting comments. Now, on Thursday, this was uh, 7-12, a meeting was held to determine whether or not to allow trapping of wolves thereby increasing the bag limit of wolves from one to three per person, two by trapping and one by hunting. Now, this did pass, and so this season is going to run from September 1st all the way through the end of February. Is this needed? Is this needed? I like pointed question. (laughs) That's right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We wholeheartedly endorse the use of trapping. Yeah. Uh, Trapping is one of the most effective tools that state agencies have in managing large predators, including wolves and bears and and, uh, mountain lions. And we wholeheartedly endorse this. Yeah. Well, you guys are really instrumental in getting the uh, wolves off the endangered species list. That would happen just this year, didn't it? The uh, Well, yes and no. The legislation that Congress uh, approved became law last year. And then, of course, it was challenged in the courts by the environmentalists and just about I think three weeks ago, the deadline for them to appeal to the Supreme Court uh, came and went. So it is now the law of the land uh, that uh, in Montana and Idaho, anyway, wolves are turned over to the management of the state agencies. And we anticipate the state of Wyoming to be the same uh, later this fall. Okay. All right. Now, David, I got got to stop right there. We're actually going to play a clip. Um, it is from uh, Defenders of Wildlife, and it's uh, Ashley Judd, narrated by the lovely, the talented Miss Ashley Judd. You know she's in uh, major blockbusters these days. <laughs> but anyways, she narrated an ad for uh, Defenders of Wildlife. Uh, Frank, you got that ready? All right, let's take a listen. The Revolution. Hi, I'm Ashley Judd. Hi, Ashley. We loved you in Double Jeopardy. Yes, we did. And I need your urgent help. We saw you topless. <laughs> Last year, the Obama administration shocked and disappointed us by adopting... The Bush Wolf Plan. How dare Obama? (laughs) Politics above science, weakened the Endangered Species Act, and eliminated protection for wolves in the greater Yellowstone and northern Rockies. As a result, more than 200 wolves have already been wrongly hunted and killed. Okay, so she says that Obama adopted uh, the Bush Wolf Plan, kind of like the Wolf Pack member in uh, The Hangover. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jim has no idea. But she says that Obama adopted the Bush Wolf Plan, and it puts politics above science, and it weakened the Endangered Species Act and eliminated protection from wolves in the greater Yellowstone and the northern Rockies. And as a result, more than 200 wolves have already been wrongly hunted and killed. Now, I got to say, how come she left out all the other animals that, you know, I'm just... And scientific data. Well, I believe I would ask Miss Judd, as well as (laughs) I've asked Defenders of Wildlife repeatedly, 
please bring me and show me the new science that refutes that wolves have been recovered for over a decade and that they need to be managed like everything else. They refuse to not only supply the science, they don't have it. It's all <laughs> rhetoric. It's all emotional gibberish. Um, and, you know, I'm sorry, but wildlife does not get managed by emotion, and it's not, uh, we don't live in a zoo. These are wild animals, and all of the wild animals need to be managed in one comprehensive plan. So, you know, Miss Judd can keep going to race, car races and acting, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Her, uh, her, her wildlife science background doesn't leave much for credibility. There you go. Now, now the question is, why did we do this in the first place? Was this a, a uh, just an idea of, oh, hey, we need some wolves? Yeah, you know, I understand. Let's say the monarch butterfly, you know, it's, it's <laughs> gone. Hey, let's try to bring this back. Why wolves? Jim's right. Well, you know, I wasn't uh, involved at that point in time. But my understanding is, uh, you know, that uh, the gray wall or the wolf in the greater Yellowstone area was deemed uh, endangered. And so over a course of X number of years, the process took place. The sad part is gray wolves have never been endangered on the North American continent. There's over 60 to 80,000 of them today. Wow. That is not an endangered oh. species. The reintroduction of wolves into the greater Yellowstone area was deemed an experimental and non-essential reintroduction. As far as I'm concerned, no more reintroductions like this need to take place until all recovery goals are agreed to and accepted and are subjected to the same legislation that says they're not up for judicial review. I think the only thing that's endangered is common sense. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Completely. You're yeah, yeah. you right. Well, now, the big question is, what can we do to help you and the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation out in your quest for conservation? Well, the number one thing we can do is to encourage everyone, and then hunters and non-hunters alike, need to understand what the North American model of conservation is and how it works. It's very simple. You can find it. You can go to our website, rmef.org, and find it. It's a very simple concept. It's been in place since Teddy Roosevelt was president. It works. It's tried and tested. And uh, it's what brought back all of the wildlife from the brink of extinction at the turn of the century in the first place. We've got to get back to basics, and as you guys said earlier, we got to get back to common sense here mm -hmm. and quit uh, trying to run things off of emotion. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with David Allen. He is the president and CEO of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. He's doing a darn fine job, but we are the Revolution. Give him a raise. Give him a, I say a big raise. Yeah. Uh, we are the Revolution, <laughs> and we are brought to you by Ram Trucks. RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Zeiss. That's Zeiss.com forward slash sports in NRA blog at nrablog.com. But uh, Mr. David, man, it's been fun. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about things that Jim and I have no idea about. Not a clue. But uh, we appreciate it, man. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate the support. All righty. Hey, coming up next, we've got Joe Morier, and he's the director of the Montana Game, Wildlife, and Fish Department, and he's going to weigh in on this whole wolf thing. I hope we pronounced his name right. Morier. I, I don't know that we did. Anyways, we'll find out after the break uh, whether or not Jim and I are wrong. Love you. See you after this. Revolution. Wildlife must be managed, but to what extent? Express your comments and concerns about our ever-growing wolf populations at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. For over 20 years, High Mountain Seasonings has been filling the outdoorsman's need for easy-to-use, economical, and fun kits to make your own jerky, snacking sticks, sausage, and smoked fish. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. When it comes to camping, I like to relax, but I was getting stressed about camp cooking. Then I discovered the Camp Chef Portable Outdoor Oven. This junior-sized oven works with a small propane bottle and is perfect for family camping trips. With a matchless ignition, heating up to 400 degrees, and space to put a 9 by 13 inch pan, I can cook cinnamon rolls for breakfast, casseroles for dinner, and pie for dessert. Look for the Portable Outdoor Oven at a store near you or online at CampChef.com. 
Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. The next generation of Zeiss shooting optics has arrived. Conquest Duralit, a new category of 30mm rifle scopes that combines outstanding image clarity with uncompromised German precision. Available with standard reticle number 6 or the superfine illuminated red dot reticle number 60. And Zeiss's 5-year no-fault policy. Check out Zeiss.com slash sports. We're talking wolves on the revolution. And now, sporting Team Edward and Team Jacob t-shirts, here's Jim and Trav. You know this part, don't you? <laughs> Sounds like Duran to me. Duran, Duran. <laughs> All right, here we go. You judge with the ground. I'm on the hunt. I'm after you. Smell like a sound. Lost in the crowd. And now I'm hungry like the wolf. That song fits in perfectly with today's show. Yeah, 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 more than life itself. You know, until this last ad break, I had no idea what that song said. <laughs> kind of sad. Still, you know, the thing is, I still don't. I don't know what kind of accent that was. <laughs> that is how I sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a cross between Czechoslovakian and somebody in Mexico. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Anyways, uh, before the break, we heard from David Allen, the president and CEO of Rocky Mountain L Foundation. But uh, just joining us is 75-846-7647 is who, Jimmy? Hey, old Joe Morier. And he is the director of Montana Game Wildlife and Fish Department there in Montana. Obviously, it's not uh, South Dakota. <laughs> Pretty self-explanatory. Mr. Joe, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. Yeah, now, just before you, like I said a second ago, we were talking to old David Allen with uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, talking about um, what just passed uh, last Thursday on the 12th. Yeah. Um, this is a big um, step forward in um, proper management of wolves, isn't it? Well, it is. <clears throat> I think um, Montana has been pretty thoughtful yeah. uh, about how we've approached this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've taken steps incrementally, as we have learned, uh, not fast enough for some people, too fast for others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now, the thing is, uh, several years ago, what, 14, 15, maybe even 20 years ago now, I forget what it is, uh, 66 wolves were introduced into uh uh, here from Canada, which made them illegal aliens. Yep. yep. What happened? That's we Canada. got a population explosion. That's Canada for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, the wolves were endangered, and um, we actually have always had wolves here, at least on the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've come and gone uh, over time, but they really didn't populate too much anywhere else. And then when they brought in the other wolves to Yellowstone, uh, we kind of had them from both ends. Uh-huh. And our job, and, and, you know, for the first, well, as you say, 15, 20 years now, has been to recover them, get a population uh, started here. And, um, you know, it's interesting because for our wolf specialist, that was their main job, and they did a really good job. But Oh, I guess probably somewhere around 2006, 2007, if you look at the charts, boom, now wolves have just taken off. There's yep. enough of them. Uh, they're very prolific. They travel all over the place where now we have quite a few. And, you know, the honest answer is we don't know exactly how many. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of use trends to figure that out and then um, observations the field, but uh, we figure right now we have a minimum of about 650, and if we're 10 to 30% short, well, you can do the math and you can figure it out. Yeah. Um, for us, you know, um, our main goal, get them off the list, get them into the state's hands to manage, and then we'll deal with all the... Uh, the opinion, you know, that's out there one way or another. Yeah. Now, where where do you uh, where do you actually find most of the wolves being taken? I'm sure you have to uh, be identified and so forth. Are they are they in the Yellowstone area? Are they further north, Missoula, Bozeman? Where? It really is. You're right. Proportionate to where the big populations are, and the biggest populations in Montana, the most packs are in the northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, it's pretty timbered country. So now we learned that okay. Wolf population, even with hunting, has grown. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because it's grown, and then we looked at what Idaho did. Yeah, they had no quotas, and they had trapping, and they only took 377 wolves. Holy cow! So we figured <laughs> that you know, I mean, the facts are what they are, and this is a one season only. It's you know, season by season. Mm-hmm. So in order to try 
to keep things to a dull roar, we better allow some trapping. We can trap two wolves and we can hunt one, correct? Yes. Per now, or you could trap three. Yeah. Now, before, correct me if I'm wrong, I've, I've never hunted wolves before, obviously, and especially not in Montana. <laughs> um, before, when you harvested a wolf, you had to report it immediately. And I, is that correct? Like, guys that are in the backcountry, they're on a 10-day hike. Um, I mean, you know, if they didn't have cell phone service, you know, I th- this kind of made it a problem. Did isn't haven't they relaxed that a little bit? Where you have like twenty four hours to report this now? Yeah, yes, and um, that's true. And then we said also from the time you get to a trailhead. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you're going to be back in the backcountry for ten days, we do not expect you to come out and report. What we do expect is when you come out. Mm-hmm. You got about 24 hours from that point. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we still, the law is a little goofy still um, because a legislator changed it our last session to where you did not have to keep a wolf. Uh, you know, there's all this uh, really? area about Econococcus granulosis, which is a tapeworm. Uh-huh. I think Jim has that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, I mean, you, know, <laughs> you just got to be smart when you're out there. But basically what it says, well, you can shoot one, but you don't have to keep it. Really? And that kind of backfired a little bit because then the worry was, well, all these folks that don't want us to hunt at all. Yeah. We're going to claim that they shot one and, you know the quota would be artificially reached. Now, the thing is, you really kind of opened up a big can of worms with that trapping business, didn't you? Because, I mean, there's so much controversy about leg hole traps or, you know, if you catch them alive, if you will, or maybe you just trap them in a culvert. What do you think? Well, we let Idaho go first. <laughs> and that state didn't That's go smart. to <laughs> So we thought, okay, Idaho survived it. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're bigger than them. That's a good rule. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking with Joe Morier, and, of course, he is the director of the Montana Wildlife, uh, actually Game Wildlife and Fish Department, and he knows a lot about wolves. That's right, Joe. If we want to find out more about you guys and perhaps – uh, getting a license and hunting some wolves. And how uh, fast your family's growing. Yes. How? Uh, where do we have to head to online to do that? Well, just go to our, it's Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Okay. Okay, that is our website uh, in Montana. If you type in Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, you'll find all the information you need on it. All righty. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Ruger. My armpit itched. <laughs> so you used in the microphone. I used the mic. That was brilliant. Uh, Frank liked it. Anyways, uh, NRA blog, nrablog.com plus Cabela's, uh, world's foremost outfitter at cabelas.com plus NBC Sports Outdoors. That's nbcsports.com forward slash outdoors. Anyways, Joe, obviously Jim's not interested in anything you had to say. Uh, it's been great having you on, buddy. Thank you, guys. Alrighty. Hey, stay tuned. Cause coming up next is Mike Ritchie with Ritchie Outfitters out of Salmon, Idaho, talking about wolf hunting. Stick around. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home, and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone right now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-866-669-8954. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-866-669-8954. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-866-669-8954. That's 1-866-669-8954. Hey, this is Jimmy Houston here to tell you about the incredible fishing in Kansas. With so many lakes, reservoirs, ponds, streams, creeks, you'll find everything. Largemouth bass, crappie, walleye, and my favorite cousin, the old Wally catfish. Learn more about the great fishing in Kansas at www.travelks.com. They make a sound only other freaks can hear. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. 
All right, we're back in uh, on this past break. Uh, Jim and I were searching YouTube for some Sean Ellis videos. You can't have a show about wolves without talking about Sean Ellis. This is the, and I quote him here, the wolf man. Uh, I even did the little fingers that made it official. Uh, this is a clip of the wolf. Hey, Frank, you got that ready? Frank doesn't have it ready yet. Anyways, this is a clip. I, it's like him and his girlfriend, wife. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. she is. Kind of like Treadwell with the bears. I mean, but, this guy's out there living with the bears. But this guy actually them. lives with the wolves, interacts with them, eats the same food like raw meat off of a dead a carcass. carcass. Really? Yeah, he growls at him. I'm serious. Like, shows teeth and goes, and he'll bite the wolf. Will you do that one more time? <laughs> it hurt my nose. <laughs> anyway, you should have seen the face I got. <laughs> scared me to be the lower one. I think I peed myself a little. <laughs> Anyways, Frank has yeah, you're marking your territory. <laughs> yes, I am. All right, take a listen. The revolution. Where did your passion for wolves begin? I mean, you could have chosen any animal. Why the wolves? Yeah, it was, was it um, because of that mystery. That's only because girls didn't like him in high school. <laughs> I think so, yeah. And that, that close connection to family, that family bond that we have now seemingly lost in our world is very much evident in theirs and the way that they teach, the way that they... I wasn't breastfed as a child! <laughs> um, look after every single member um, is, is, I find, absolutely fascinating. See, that's how I was actually raised. I, my, my family was like a pack of wolves. They'd bite you on the face. Yeah, I mean, so it, do. Was, it was natural. I didn't think anything was weird yeah. until I grew up. Oh, we got another clip here. Uh, just listen. What you find? He's terrified. Yeah. Absolutely terrified. Yeah, it's um, the unknown. And to go into a wolf pack for anybody's imagination is terrifying. But to go in as a low-ranking pack member, not as a dominant force, is um, it's pretty scary. You know, I would have just posed as the alpha female. <laughs> <laughs> they would have they welcomed me with, I guess, open paws. He was, yeah, probably. He's the shallow end of that uh, wolf pool. I think these wolves think he's just a bit slow, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, before the break, we heard from Joe Morier, and he is with the uh, Montana Game Wildlife and Fish Department. He is the director there. Uh, we got coming up, though? Hey, coming up, we've got old Mike Ritchie from Ritchie Outfitters out of Salmon, Idaho. He's a big uh, wolf hunter. Yeah, he is. And he phone us at 785-846-7647. Hey, Mike, how's it going, buddy? Oh, good. How you guys doing? Hey, not too bad. Now, this is exciting, all right? Not everybody has the opportunity, uh, Mike, to go on a wolf hunt. Um, I've heard from people that, I mean, this is an extremely difficult hunt. Is that true? Yeah, they can be. I mean, they're, um, they can be pretty elusive and pretty smart animals and it can be pretty physical too. It just depends on the circumstances and the conditions. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily a spot and stalk kind of hunt, is it? Is it more of a calling thing? Oh, you can do it both ways. I mean, you can call them, you know, try to howl them or use a predator call on them or spot and stalk or going to track them down to you. Real fast before we get on with this, uh, can you hand out your uh, web address so people can get on there and check you out? Yeah, it's just www.richieoutfitters.com and Richie spelled R-I-C-H-I-E. And I'm going to tell you that uh, right on your website, there's is that a picture of you holding up a wolf? Either you're holding him up or he is attacking you. <laughs> and this guy is a monster, Mike. Is that you? Oh, that's a client of ours. Holy cow, that is incredible. Now, either your client is about three feet tall, or that is a one <laughs> heck of a wolf. <laughs> yeah, he's about six, two, or three, I guess. Oh, my oh, wow. gosh. That wolf, what did that wolf weigh in at, you think? Oh, probably around 150 pounds. 150 wow. pounds. Yeah. Now, was that called in, then? Uh, no, that one was a spot in stock. There. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of pictures on our Facebook, too, there, that there's a bunch that we called in last fall. That one there... That's on there was killed in the first season we had in 2010, I guess. There, yeah. Really? Now you uh, you hunt in the uh, Selway Bitterroot Wilderness area, right? Yeah, it's in the back country. We, you know, there's no roads or nothing in there, so we got to fly in there with the ski plane in the winter time and Ooh. hunting them. So. Yeah. Now, can you spot them from the air then, or is it strictly you've got to land in a place and then scout out from there? We just fly in there, you know, land, and then we got a camp set up there, and then we just, you know, we hike from there and. Uh, in the wintertime, the rest of the year we got stock in there, but in the wintertime we don't keep any stock in there. So we just have a tent camp there, and there's an airstrip there, and we land there on skis, and then we just hike out from there. Now, what would be a typical uh, distance yardage-wise, let's say, if you can average that out a shot? I mean, are we talking more or less like 300 and up, or the 100 range? What What do you think of yardage on these? This depends. I mean, like last year I shot one at like 15 feet. <laughs> Oh, I think I can even hit that. <laughs> and the farthest one we shot was like 600 yards. Now, I want to hear about this 15-footer, though. <laughs> 15 foot away, obviously you had to call him in, right? Yeah, well, we 
we uh, got into the pack the day before and we killed the alpha female. And so normally once, like if you can kill one out of the pack for like 12 to 24 hours, they'll stay in that area and they're just, usually they just go crazy, you know, and howl and looking for that other one. So the next morning at daylight, we were back up there at the kill site and we couldn't get him to say nothing. And so I left a hunter and another guide there and then me and another hunter made a big circle around there and we found their tracks and so they're kind of going right back down towards where those guys is at but i don't know then they made a big circle and kind of come back towards us and they started howling and so we started working on them just howling at them and finally we convinced them i guess and so here they come Mm. big alpha male he come off the hill we're in a pretty tight draw when he come up he kind of disappeared for a minute, and when we come out of uh, that draw, he's only like 15 feet away. Oh, Jeez. man. And he was a big, he was a really big wolf. He's probably at least 140, 50 pounds. Are you booked up for the uh, 2012 hunting season? Do you have some spots available? What's that looking like? We got it. some. We're getting quite a few bookings for, you know, this coming winter. And then, you know, our season in there goes, It'll start in September, actually, and run clear till the end of June. Oh, wow. For wolves. But, you know, we do most of it like December, January, February. Yeah, and also at that time of the year, the pelt is probably really, uh, really good as well. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you actually guide for elk, deer, bear, lion, moose, and wolf hunting. That's why we're talking with you about that. And yeah. uh, you're out of Salmon, Idaho. Is that Salmon, Idaho, easy a place to get to? Yeah, it's uh, right on um, Highway 93. And then. Most people, if they fly in here, though, they fly into, like, Missoula, Montana. And then, and then our swift plane flies out of Hamilton, Montana, which is about 45 miles. Okay, okay. Well, hey, we've been talking with Mike Ritchie, and, of course, he has Ritchie Outfitters out of Salmon, Idaho. Yeah, and one more time, Mr. Mike, if we want to find out more about you, possibly book a trip, just pick your brain how we can uh, get involved and go on one of these tremendous hunts. Uh, one more time, where can we find you online, buddy? It's just www.ritchieoutfitters.com. And Richie, spelled R-I-C-H-I-E. And also, make sure you check them out on Facebook. Uh, check out their gallery. Some tremendous photos. But uh, we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com. And High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus N-R-A blog. And N-R-A blog.com. Mr. Mike, man, thank you so much for coming on. Tell us about your uh, awesome outfitting business, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. The Ruger SR-22 is the do-it-all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field, strip, and reassemble, the Ruger SR-22 shoots a broad variety of 22 LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release, two options for grip, and a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR-22. Another American-made product from Ruger. So which do you prefer, ground blinds or tree stands? Voice your opinion at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Hey, there's no mistaking styling of the Jeep. You know that, Trav. Jeeps look like Jeeps, Jim. I said that before. Yeah. Hey, Neil, with a recent remodel for the 2012 Jeep Grand Cherokee, buyers will likely enjoy the look of the outside as well as the interior. Yeah, you know, um, pretty much the sky is the limit when it comes to amenities if you want luxury in a Jeep. In this Jeep Grand Cherokee, oh my god, they have basically restructured the inside of this vehicle, and the first thing they had, that no car manufacturer has ever done this, they're actually using polyurethane foam that is recycled to put in the seats. I mean, they've got heated seats, they got ventilated, which also means it is air conditioning. You're not going to have a sweaty butt in the summertime. That is a great <laughs> yeah. thing. And, I mean, there is ample leg room in this thing, front seat, back seat. And they didn't forget, a, speaking of back seat, they did not forget about the back seat. I like this part. Back seat drivers, I call them, okay? <laughs> and, like, the way, way back. Actually, the back seats, they recline up to 12 degrees. That is really cool. Now, when you um, think of Jeep, obviously, you think about off-road, correct? Yeah. Now, this thing is more than capable to handle anything you throw at it off-road, and, and they've pretty much improved everything. And let me just read this to you real quick. Um, They've improved the driving and handling system refinements like Quadratrack 2 four-wheel drive system, select track, terrain system, Quadra lift, air suspension, and hill descent control. And all of these work together, synchronized, to give you a pleasurable off-road experience. I mean, this thing is this thing is dope. 
is what this younger generation <laughs> says. Dopamine, that's what it is. No. For the average driver. No, we are not promoting being stoned <laughs> driving a vehicle. That's a natural. If you were going to, though, no, let's not even go there. Okay, they do have good airbags. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You're an airbag if you drive stoned. We're going to make this a PSA. That's it. Do not do dope and drive a vehicle. Especially a Jeep Grand Cherokee. A Jeep. You're, you're disgracing the Jeep brand. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, now get this. Also inside the 2012 Grand Cherokee is a Uconnect radio feature. That's cool. That has GPS navigation from Garmin. I like those folks. I do too. Hey, satellite radio and four different media center radios to meet your needs. Uno, Ooh. dos, tres, tres cuatro. cuatro. There you go. Speak Spanish. You see how you said trails? It's trace. There you go. Hey, you get a great view from the Command View dual pane panoramic sunroof that offers twice as much surface compared to the standard sunroof. You mean command. Whatever. Hey, storage is necessary for everyone these days. And to meet those needs, the Grand Cherokee features not only a substantial cargo area, but I love this one. You can fold it front passenger seat flat and fold the rear seats to maximize the cabin cargo space. You would think with time your reading would get better. It doesn't. No, it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we got to get you new wanna... writers. <laughs> It's not the riders, trust me. If you want to find out more about the 2012 Jeep Grand Cherokee, I personally think it is a great vehicle. Um, I give it two thumbs up. Totally. Check it out at www.jeep.com. And don't do dope to your local law enforcement if you are. Anyways, jeep.com. <laughs> hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 405 affiliate stations, your advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer, Mark Maneri, Frank the Sound Guy, Josh Thompson, Ryan Benson, David Allen, Joe Morier, and Mike Ritchie. Hey, coming up next week on The Revolution. Man, you guys, gals, going to want to tune in because we are talking about deer management. It is going to be great, Jimmy. So we are Jim and Trav. And stick around because your local news weather. It is coming up next. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Uh, do something crazy and tell us about it. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.